Podcast 11, and today we have Kalei Gamiao joining us, uh, along with me and Zach. So, uh, welcome Kalei, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you. Thanks Always for a me. pleasure to <laughs> have you on, and I had uh, just texted you earlier today. Could you maybe do something uh, in, in terms of, of like a lesson or showing yeah, us yeah. stuff um, towards improvisation, you know? It seems like you can just jump in on stuff and really quickly be able to jam along with people. So I was hoping maybe we could get a little peek into that and uh, some insight as to how you think about it. Yeah, sure. I mean, sometimes when I go and do workshops and stuff like that, like people want to know how to solo and improvise because it's something that's totally different from what you know everyone learns in the beginning. When you reach a certain point in your playing, you try to figure out things that are challenging and try to be more creative with your playing and so a lot of the a lot of times people end up you know, thinking about more about improvising and soloing and that's a topic that a lot of people especially in workshops and the teachers they teachers sometimes they try to avoid doing workshops on these because it's very very hard to teach someone how to improvise yeah. you know it's it's like you know, you have a, it's pretty much like you're, th- you got to think of yourself as like a stand-up comic. You know, you're just going to walk up on stage and you're going to tell a story, and but you don't know where you're going to start. You're just going to, you know, start from one word and that leads to, and by the time you're finished speaking, you know, you have like this cool story. And I think they even it. have it like planned out though. I mean, at least like most of them. I Probably. mean, like stand-ups like sometimes talk about like riffing, like there's certain like mm, super amazing yeah. ones, but... A lot of those sets are like really crafted because it's it's pretty hard to do that. And just the, like the same way, like, I mean, musicians, for the most part, when they're doing a solo in a live show, they pretty yeah. much have mapped out kind of where they're going. But, um, you know, as far as like getting to the point where you could even create something like mm-hmm. that, I mean, what would you say as far as like first steps, like learning your scales and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, for um, of course, like the first step is to learning how to improvise is learning getting more familiar with your chord progressions okay and the keys that you're playing in because that's that's pretty much like the base of where it starts uh you don't you pretty much learn chords and chord progressions before you even learn scales right right you know that's how people you know normally people start off and then they get into a scale and a lot of times people are like okay well there's many scales out there where do i start because um you know, there's songs in many different keys. So what I try to suggest for them to do is um, pick the easiest scale out there, which is to me is the C major scale, because there's no sharps or flats in it. So it's easy for them to you know, kind of remember which notes in what order, you know, yet yet and the steps that you have to take to do a C major scale. And then from there is their next question is, okay, well I learned a scale. What do I do now? And so that's when I'm um, being familiar with different chord progressions in that key of the scale that you're playing in. And then from there, you kind of want to experiment with notes that are playing around, that are being played around the chords, like the chord progression. So if, you, if you're going to, the first chord is C, a, a really good way to start improvising is starting off with a note that's in that chord. So in the C major uh, chord, there you have C, E, G. Uh, and that's kind of like a nice start to start your 
your expression or a sequence of notes that are going to allow you to start improvising. And what I tell them to do off of that is you really have to rely on your ear because if you're thinking so much about notes, you might end up not paying attention to what's happening in the background as far as rhythm goes. And because like a lot of times, especially in the beginning, when you're learning something as complicated as this, of course, you're going to be thinking about notes. But you should be able, before you even try and improvise, you should be able to do the C scale in the back of your head, you know, with your eyes closed and not even thinking about it. Once that's completed, then you can go ahead and try and start playing different notes in, in different orders um, wh with the chord progression going. But see, the hard part about this is that not everyone has access to like, a, say, for example, like a jam partner to just sit next to them and play, you know, chord progression while they're trying to practice soloing. But this is kind of where like technology comes into play because we're so spoiled with, you know, uh, technology as far as you know, information wise on how to do things but practicing on your own uh, we're also spoiled with that too uh, one of the tools that I actually used that really helped me with improvising was looping a few chords with the looper yeah or with the looper recording and, and then yeah, yeah I mean if you got like recording software on your computer I wonder you is there stuff online that will just like uh, yeah there's rhythm tracks and stuff rhythm yeah. tracks you can you access can or probably even apps and stuff like but they're yeah. usually pretty standard you know but, but like, you know, you just need something with that chord structure going back. But and I remember Kalei telling me that um, you like basically just listen to the radio and play along like every song. Like even if you don't know the song, you would just like play along. Yeah. And I like, mean, that's like, getting to an, the next level. Right. Right. Yeah. I guess that's the, the next level. But practicing, I mean, just listening to the radio on mm -hmm. any song, like if you could like hear the same notes, you're already improvising because yeah. you're making things up. Right yeah. Away. I mean, for a lot of people, like when we learn music especially in the beginning we tend to think a lot more rather mm. than listening mm. yeah you know but most of what you know we hear other musicians do as far as oh, improvising shoot. we don't have any camera angle now oh all right so our video just cut out we weren't really that prepared i was <laughs> i was doing setups all day and been, been working with the setup team that's why we haven't had a podcast for a couple weeks too but um oh man what a challenge you know um yesterday i was like i was going i went, had to go through like five models of this you know one uke to find one that i could set up and i was on the second level there and i started kind of spewing expletives <laughs> locked oh. up and there was like two people walking up here to um check out the seconds oh gosh i know i kind of <laughs> looked up it's like oh sorry i was just looking for a uke that doesn't suck over here and they're Don't like tell my boss <laughs> <laughs> that guy doesn't have aloha no. <laughs> um so you were talking like earlier about um about listening to the radio and playing along with yeah, it you know Clay was saying he used and to and that. And then Clay was talking about how, um, you know, a lot of people are thinking about music almost to a fault to where like this is a listening art, you know, and that really kind of makes you tap into it because there's nobody's fingers to look at. And there's no like, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're looping something, you know what you're going over. That's definitely a yeah. great way to practice. But just turning on the radio. If, well, I mean, when you do that, like, do you look for like the key first? You're like, 
you know, finding the key or are you just jumping right in and yeah, finding well, it sliding around as you get there? If you're going to try and um, play along with something on the radio, the first thing I always try to do is, of course, you know, figure out the key and also f- uh, figure out, you know, what chords are being played because what you do when you're improvising, you, co- you really want to do something that complements what's happening musically. And like I said earlier, there are some people overthink uh, improvising too much. I mean, there is there are rules that you you know in music that you need to follow, um, depending on especially when you're playing in certain types of styles. And but basically, when I'm playing along with the song on the radio, it's more I kind of have to be able to feel the music before I start trying anything with my ukulele like it's the the groove yeah it's kind of like the groove like every song has its own personality Mm -hmm. and especially when when you're dealing with different styles of music for one thing it's hard for say for an example someone who's not exposed to jazz music they're not familiar with how what jazz sounds like and then they're going to try and improvise a jazz song you know it it's not going to feel like an actual jazz solo or for an example you know someone's not familiar with blues or rock or right, right. anything else you know you have to be familiar with that type of style of music before you just jump in and and do it like it has to be something that you need to be able to feel it has to be like you have to make a connection with what's happening with the song and you know, that's one of the things that I was kind of leaning gonna lean towards more when I was talking about people when they they're trying to learn how to improvise on the ukulele and they, they learn a scale uh, one scale is, is is a good way to start you know because you can start practicing how to improvise in that key but then what you also want to do is you know, take it one key at a time, one chord progression at a time, one scale at a time, and then once you feel comfortable with playing in that key, is when you would move on to a different one. Because C C major is prob- is the easiest one because there's no sharps or flats. It's easy to remember what notes are in that that key, and and then from there, that's when you move into something like you know like G because there's only one sharp. And when you, as you find, as you learn more scales and you try to improvise, you notice like on your instrument, there's a lot of similar patterns that you, of how you play these scales. And, you know, that's when sometimes like for me, like when I was learning how to do this kind of stuff, I was thinking just the scale. I, I wasn't like paying attention to where all the notes are on my ukulele that I was playing in that key and then all of a sudden like a light clicked on and I was like whoa like this chord shape or this this scale I can do this scale up here but it's just called it's just in a different key and it's, it's the same pattern shape yeah it's like a scale shape so know? at this point when when you look at your fretboard and say you're in the key of C are you just seeing this running flow of a shapes or you know like the way like stuff like uh, fretboard logic breaks it down into like different um, you know blocks of scale and then it's kind of all connected are kind you looking of, at it like that kind of like that I mean that that's how it was for me in the beginning 
It, you, most of it comes from trial and are error. Are you thinking like there's a C here, there's a C here, there's yeah. a C here, and then yeah, around that you understand? Yeah. It, I mean, it's one thing to learn a scale. And then after that, like what you really want to do is pretty much learn all the notes in that scale on every single string on your on your instrument. That That's when you really can say that, okay, I'm familiar with this key right. on my instrument. If I'm going to be playing in C, uh, the chord progression is... C, F, G, you know, occasionally there's an A minor in there. Right. That's when trusting your ear really comes into play because when you, what you want to do is, like I said earlier, a good way to start off with is playing a note that's in the chord. Right. And, you know, no matter if it's you're, you're playing C, F, or G7, that's a, it's a good way to really train your ear to be able to hear all these different passing notes that lead up to where you really want to be no matter if you're playing down on the fretboard or up at least you you know where you should be to allow your fingers to play these notes and that's when it kind of gets a little bit more complicated because you when you plan your you're not really in the beginning you're going to plan your solos like where do you want to go and that's when you're looking okay i i'm comfortable on this string i'm comfortable on this string so i know these notes are right here so i'm going to probably go there first and, pro and probably end on those as well but maybe i should set up the um shep's mics already and then you can start giving us like a, a sample of what you're talking about yeah sure okay cool and then maybe we could get zach to back you up you want to do that already or um we can probably do something like that and just to give it like a quick example okay cool cool yeah. cool it's some, sometimes I get the, the question about um, equipment we use. Um, these are Shep CMC6s. Um, right now, I think the caps are MK4. I have MK21 caps too. But um, they do most of our sound samples. I put them through a Pacifica preamp uh, and run through an AD converter for more true conversion and um, then into Logic. All right, but you know, we've got all kinds of mics set up right now, so this isn't really about sound sampling, but um, just thought I'd throw that in there since we're doing a, a video showing this stuff. All right, so back to improvisation. <laughs> that is kind of a hard word to say. Yeah, it is. <laughs> all right, you know, we were, talking about doing something in in the key of c to kind of like show what you've been explaining yeah uh this is this is actually a, a good way to start off with um just starting off with like a two chord kind of exercise so we'll, maybe we can just do like c and f yeah major yeah okay what kind of oh, what uh kind maybe of like something like and a lot of times like when you when you're hearing like what's happening, like what Zach's doing, you hear the chords. You know the, the key is in, in the key of C. And say for an example, um, you know your C scale, your basic C scale. You know, you, you, I mean, that's how you, that's the first form of that scale that you want to learn. Now what's good, what I normally recommend people to do is after they learn that simple C major scale, is to learn all the notes in, on each string up to the fifth frets. You want to take it five frets at a time. And once you're doing that, then you can try and probably do like a little improvise. And what you want to do, like I said, 
probably the safe way to do it is start off with the, the note that's in the chord that's being played. So like C. So C, maybe we'll, I'll start off with the G. And basically I'm going to be just playing around with the C scale, but I'm going to be using my ear to tell me what notes in what order to go into. So for example, the C scale, you can do that too. Pretty much what improvising is, is just playing the notes in different order, but you're still playing the same notes in the same scale. So that's, that's a, a good way to start. Um, I'm just playing pretty much random notes in the C scale. But this is where you got to really pay attention to what's happening in, in as far as like the chord changes. Because rather than thinking about something, you, you also want to trust your ear. Because your ear will tell you if you're playing the wrong note or not. You know, if it sounds good or not. And a lot of people are, at first are very timid to try and do this. But... You know, if you're at home, you have a looper or you have some kind of rhythm track, preferably just a two chord track just to start off with. That's a good way to start because the more chords you add into the progression, then that that then you know there's a lot more stuff that you have to pay attention to. So, why don't why don't you guys do do some, an exercise and you know for our customers at home, if you have the chance, you know, as long as you're not listening to this while you're driving to work or something like that, you know, grab your uke out of its case. And uh, why don't you guys like both strum what you were just doing and then um, maybe you can yeah. jump in for a yeah. bar here and there and then leave some space and then, you know, um, just give people a good minute that they can, you know, rewind and uh, try again and again as they want to just do that yeah, so sure. this is just in the key of yeah. c now yep key of c and uh, the only chords that are being played is c major and f major cool let's do it yeah all right so one two three and so i have to do is just pay attention to the notes that are in the chord c major has c g in it f major has f a c Just holding, putting your finger on the note that you want to play, and that's 
pretty much it. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. So that still sounds good, you know? It's just what what note and what order you play them in is, is up to you. This is kind of one of them, This is my favorite part when it comes to music is being able to be creative. Because everyone can add their own personality into mm-hmm. the song. And one thing I noticed, like, when you can really tell a lot about other musicians is when they solo. You know, you can tell their personality and you can really, f- like, emotionally connect with them on stage because, like, there's been a lot of times where I would jam with another musician. And especially when I'm on a trip in you know, overseas, they don't I, don't, I don't understand their language. They don't really understand English. But when we play, it's like, whoa, you know, like, I, I get you. Like, I understand you, you know. Right. And then, you, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty amazing thing to experience. And that's and that's one of the cool things about music because like improvisation is kind of like learning a new language, basically. Yeah. You know, it's it's something that you can apply to any style of music, any kind of song. Being able to play all the notes within that key on every string and knowing where they are on on the ukulele and the fretboard, that's something really good to do too. So, expand on that yeah so um so for example you, you know you learn your c scale and then then it's like okay um i have all these other frets and extra you know on every single string and all these other notes that i can play how can i play the c scale and being able to play it on different you know parts of the fretboard whether it be open string or you know all the way up to 12 15th fret and uh, another exercise to do is practice soloing on one string. Yeah. You know, that's a good exercise. You know, start from, um, depending on, you know, if you play a low G or a high G, you can start from any string you want. As, as long as you work, eventually work your way up to being able to do it on all four. It's yeah. kind of what, yeah. what you do when you air solo, you know? It's like you, you hear the notes, so you just go up. With one string, you're forced to just do that. You don't <laughs> think about all the other strings. You just yeah. go, <laughs> yeah, you're playing like air guitar. You know, yeah, exactly. you're just like, like the one string will actually like. <laughs> you need to just hum it out where you want the note, high or low. It's like yeah. you move it up. We're all yeah. as experts in that, right? Air guitar, yeah. <laughs> like, um, I can we can give yeah, a quick yeah. example. Like, yeah, um, say for a, the A string seems to be the easiest one to start off right. with. So we can just what do you want? What do you want? Uh, same same corporation. Same timing. Yeah. Okay. just all on the A string and I'm gonna pretend that I, I I'm, I'm gonna try and focus on just playing the notes in the C scale on the A string from open all the way to as high as my <laughs> ukulele allows me to I'll try to see how this solo goes just on the E string. Here's the E. And here's the C. Thank you. 
guitar got into me. <laughs> so yeah, it's just cool. it's it's just it's good exercise. You know, yeah, it's it's a nice exercise. And you, you know the thing where you play like the three notes up and then you go back to the second and you play three mm-hmm. after that. What what do they call that exactly? Like a yeah. Those are good exercises too, huh? Yeah, it's kind of like a scale. So you're just playing um, a series of you start from one, two, three, right? And you go from two, three, four, four right. three, four, five. Or you can four, do five, four six. at a time or yeah. whatever, you know? But, yeah. yeah. It's just kind of like this. You go up three and you start from the second note and you go up three and then you go start from the third note. And yeah. it's, it's just a re- repetitive kind of <laughs> little run. Right, right. So, <laughs> so that's pretty much it. And, you know, I, really, I wasn't really using any kind of techniques. Basically, I was just playing straight notes. Mm-hmm. And when you add, and then, then that's when you get, it come, you know, it changes even more. It gets a little bit more complicated because especially when when you have like people who are used to improvising like they they've been doing it for a while and then they there's they still get stuck because they're they feel like okay well you know i got all these cool legs that i can do what do i do next and you know this this is more for the people who are a little bit more advanced and they're you know they're more experienced with improvising and i've shared this with some other ukulele players is you know, when you get to the point where you 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 do all these bends and slides and pull offs with your left hand, you know, those are those are to me. I I, I was taught that those were those are kind of like the bells and whistles, you know. Those are like tricks all these little sleeve, tricks yeah. that kind of like be like, wow, that's that's cool, you know. It's like doing a kickflip on a on a skateboard, <laughs> you know. But um, but basically, what I told them is like, okay, now what you got to do is go back to the basics. Now that you know how to improvise, try and take away all those techniques and be more tasteful with your notes. Yeah. You know, and then they're, then the, you know, they're like, oh, oh, wow. And then they, they forgot that they, they can actually improvise and solo without doing all these fancy things on their instrument. And then that's when they're like, whoa, whoa. And it forces you to pay more attention to your note choices and how to make things sound more musical. Mm-hmm. And and that's when you know it it helped it helped me break you know a lot of plateaus when it came to improvising and, and soloing, and then you slowly you know you practice that you know for a while, and then you slowly start bringing like say for example okay well now the only technique I can do is a slide, and then you start bringing in that, and then you go okay now I can do bends, and then you just practice it with only doing bends, and then. You know, and so on. You know, you practice it with only be the only technique you can do with your left hand is pull-offs, and then later on, when you introduce everything back into, you know, you, you can do them all when you're improvising. You, you you come up with a whole lot of other stuff that you probably wouldn't have thought you could because now you're paying attention to more detail. Right. You ever sing along while you? try different stuff like you well, know i mean with with yeah well, at just home. because like i think that kind of forces <laughs> yeah. you to be musical yeah. like that instead of like see how fast you can play or yeah. whatever tricks you've picked up along the way kind of thing yeah, you know like, like what do you actually mm, have to say that you know yeah as far as uh melodic you know oh sense. yeah because it's actually a lot more easier to be expressive with your voice than trying to be expressive with you know when you're playing an instrument that only has a limited amount of sustain you know, and and when you, you know, go 
if you're gonna like play notes, like if you're gonna bend a note, you know, you it, if you don't hit do it right, it, it it's not like you can smoothly just come back down to the the correct pitch that you're supposed to be playing, like kind of like your voice, like with, you can actually kind of go up and down and yeah. then you know kind of find you you know your pitch right, right, right. there you bend but up on the youth then yeah, the sustain dies out yeah and like, it's <laughs> like oh no you know like i can't i don't have enough time you right, know? Right, right. and so yeah that's when like you really gotta pay a really a much more attention to detail because you have first when you start off you know you learn your your scales you learn you know how to play you know all the different scales in different keys and and then you start adding, you know, more techniques in them, and then you get to this point where it's like, okay, I can do all this technically, you know, I can improvise, but how do I make it, make it sound different with every single song that I end up having to do that on? Mm. And that's when like exposing yourself to different styles comes into play, because you know, you, if you're gonna be playing, for example, you're jamming with someone and they're playing a tr- traditional Hawaiian song, and you, it, it's most likely, you, you you know you can't take a journey solo on there because it just <laughs> won't match. Even though, you know, technically you're playing the right notes in the right key, but that style and the feel just does not go with the song. Then you know you, you can't play Hawaiian with like vice versa. Like you, you can't take a Hawaiian solo while someone's playing a journey song. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it just doesn't go. And that's like that's really important. A lot of um, people ask me, it's like, so what do you listen to? Because for the most part, I really love to challenge myself and sit in with people that play a whole variety of different styles because I'm I'm exposing myself to all these different sounds. And so when I go on solo, I, I have this different mindset for each song that we do. And so people ask me, so what do you listen to? As far as music, I go, well, anything that's not ukulele. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I really like stuff that's not directly influenced yeah. by whatever, you know, style or instrument. Like a lot of the guitar players I like best cite, you know, horn players as being their main inspiration. Mm-hmm. As, you know, uh, you know, there might be like um, more interesting takes you have on it if you're a hawaiian player that's like really into like latin music or you know stuff oh, like yeah. that you know yeah, so what are you listening to um what i like to do is just um on my phone i just turn on like pandora yeah and yeah. i'll just type in, in one of my favorite artists and then it'll play things similar to you know whatever mood i'm in right so I have like these different playlists or different stations that I listen to depending on how I'm feeling. Huh. So, I, you know, I'm I'm at the gym. I'm listening to like Papa Roach and, you know, and rock music. Yeah, so. like you know, heavy rock, like Disturbed, and then like, on the way home, I'm listening to like New Soul, mm. you know, like um, Karina uh, Bailey. Yeah, you know, and stuff like that. And it's smooth. just, it's, yeah, it's just really smooth and. I have another, you know, bunch of songs that's like traditional swing or like jazz, big band jazz or swing Mm -hmm. jazz. Um, But the thing is, I just don't listen to ukulele music. I'll I'll listen to like an album maybe like a few times. But then when I'm looking for inspiration, I I try and find inspiration uh, outside of what the instrument that I'm playing. So that greatly affects how you solo improvise because 
you can take things from like a violin player and how they their note choices are and apply it to the ukulele or even listening to like like even to bass players you know someone like mark king where he's his instrument is pretty much like the main instrument in the band you know and you get all these different rhythmic um things happening and i was i I heard a harp player on um on the computer today that blew me away Mm. just like amazing styles and stuff but you know you take away things and it all kind of sits in there and when you go to express yourself or create something you're you're it's not going to just come out like what's already been done on that instrument that's really cool i think that's a good way to approach it you know yeah maybe as you're getting into you you want to experience it you definitely want to buy clay's albums and soak them up you know the jake stuff yeah a lot of great artists i bought like yeah you went through that yeah i bought all of his albums and when you're I learning, can't wait for his new Nashville one to come out too. Oh yeah, I've been. <laughs> it's be cool. I was hanging out with um, the Molinas, and they actually uh, got to hear some of Jake's tracks off of the new album. When Everybody is that? Gonna it's going to be soon. Cool. Right? I'm not. Yeah, it's going to be out soon. I heard they recorded it in like six days. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and there was no, um, not really a game plan. They wrote majority of all the songs like see that's exactly like i mean you know improvise when you get to that level you can actually walk into a studio yeah and just you know everybody's at the caliber that Mm. they can put something out that's in a way for me at least like i think i'm gonna like it better than yeah almost something that's overthought and overproduced or whatever, you end up you know? recording it's your raw thoughts. and real and yeah it's not it's not planned out anymore it's exciting I mean, it is but oh yeah but then on the time crunch so yeah it's, therefore it's more real because it's like so fresh you know you don't mm-hmm. you don't cut it up yeah. and dissect it and analyze it it's just it comes out well there's a lot of things that like magic happens like right. mm. that, they're all listening to each other yeah and and that's taking the thing yeah. where it's going you know like paying attention to what's happening around you and what everyone else is doing like you you tend to like find yourself doing things and playing things that you thought you never would be able to you, actually not you ever th- like you, you know thought, that's how that's how voodoo, would never voodoo child was just like a like an impromptu take you know mm-hmm. and it even goes into like a key change later in the solo and stuff and it was yeah. just this i mean you know it was like the st- structure of the song was rough but what happened in the studio is what happens you know that's the magic you know as oh yeah as no definitely everybody tuned into each other and listening and you know at that level but um you know for people listening this is an easy step into that realm what Kalei just showed um one of the things that can greatly change how you solo is your mindset of what type of instrument you want to play like for me one of the things that really um gets me to kind of think outside of the box is kind of think about um like if you're you're playing the ukulele but your mindset is kind of like as a drummer because drummers they have all these sick rhythmic fills and and you can do that musically you know if they're doing like one two three one two three one two three you, you can you can go you know as long as it fits within the tempo and the time signature and you know when you think about like beats like um you can even practice something like this like you just mute your ukulele and you just go And then when you solo, it's like, you know, and you know, there's all these kind of things and it, 
um, the rhythm can really add to your playing because you, the more you play in between the, the counts, like you, you really find this groove. And once you see like, you know, everyone around you start bobbing their heads, and it's like, okay, you know, you found the right spot in, in that song and the in in that style of music. And that's one thing that I can maybe like a um, drum machine or, or an app or you know stuff online oh, yeah. too can help you get into that more because yeah. you can emulate the different uh, bass drum and snare hits and stuff like that, and then eventually yeah. like you can just pick it up and kind of go at it like you're doing it now too. I was thinking, yeah, that's cool. All right, so thank you so much, Clay, for. Uh, coming down and sharing some of that with us and we'll definitely ask you back again to share more musical ideas um maybe you guys can give us a little outro and yeah sure thanks so much guys for tuning in uh we'll try to see you next week and uh every following week for this ukulele review podcast mahalo
Wake up! <laughs> Sweet. Cool.